0: Okay, so this morning, our scripture reading comes from Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 27 through 36. Hear now the word of our Lord. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even singers do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even singers lend to singers expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to be ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. This is the Word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and lives this morning by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, turn the other cheek, give to all who ask, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. All sounds so easy, right? Surely we've, we, 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 we've heard this before, Every, uh, every major religion has some kind of version of the golden rule due unto others. We, 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 we've known from a very early age that this is what God expects of us, and, 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 and we have this sense that we carry with us that the world would be a, a better place maybe if everyone acted like this. And yet, as simple as it is to understand, it's hard to do and feel. Isn't it? It all sounds nice, but it it drags up a question in us, doesn't it? A question that maybe many of us are thinking right now as we consider these words. Even them, even them. Right? This whole love your enemies, uh, uh, you know, it'd be great if maybe we could carve out an exception, <laughs> right? Or maybe if we could sort of, sort of separate, you know, just, just, just if, 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 if maybe there were just one person or one group that, that we could just sort of set outside of the jurisdiction of our kindness. And so we say, Jesus, that's nice, that's great, but even them... Maybe you're even them as a group, right? Maybe it's, it's, it's those people that, that voted for the other guy, right? And then they get on TV and, and, and they just sit, they, they say the most awful things and, and, and it just makes your blood boil. And, and, and so you say, even them have to love them. Maybe it's a, a race or an ethnicity you distrust? Maybe it's, uh, it, it's those godless atheists that, that you feel like, like, like challenge everything that, that, that's good and right in the world and, 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 and how in the world should, can, can, can we be kind to them? How in the world can we love even them? Maybe even them as a person. Maybe it's a face that bubbles up When we started talking about loving your enemy, maybe maybe, uh, uh, it's a face that when you think about, it just makes you angry. And you can't bring yourself to feel the way that you feel like Jesus wants you to feel about this person. It just brings up too many negative emotions. You say, Jesus, you don't understand this person. The things that they've done to me has become a part of who I am. Even them? And Jesus says, yeah. That's what loving your enemy means. Even them. There are no exceptions. But we try to make them, don't we? Because there are just certain people that we can't make ourselves feel the way we feel Jesus wants us to feel about them, right? It all sounds so easy on, on Sunday, right? Uh, uh, the pastor uh, makes it sound so easy. I, I think in churches we just make it sound like people can just turn on a dime, right? And so the pastor gets up and he preaches and he says, Feel this way, right? And you say, uh, uh, Okay. See, I, I think in the church we have uh, what I like to think of as the uh, the, the the Mr. Potato theory of emotion, right? And here's how the Mr. Potato theory of emotion goes, right? Everyone, right, has this this compartment inside of them, and they can pull out the emotions they need when they need them, right? Um, if there's something that we all uh, uh, need to be angry about, why, we can, uh, we can turn that frown upside down on a dime, right? And then when it comes time to be joyful, we can turn it around when we need to be joyful, right? And whatever emotional piece you need at the moment is in your kit, right? Ready to grab out, and, and, and we just make it sound so easy, right? Put away the angry eyes. Get out the happy eyes, right? Your enemy out there. Uh, 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 just, just get, uh, get, get that, that heart out and sticking in the peg where your heart is supposed to be and, and, and love your enemy. Feel good thoughts for people who have hurt you. And the problem with that is, is when we can't make ourselves feel the way that we feel like Jesus is wanting us to feel, when, when we can't make ourselves uh, get that emotion, when, when, when the peace that we're reaching for is not in our kit, then we feel like failures, don't we? So we carry around this guilt and shame. I can't do what Jesus is asking me to do. And so we say feeling that way is impossible. No one can do it, right? Right? And so we're going to feel guilty when the pastor starts talking about it. But then we're going to leave, we're going to have lunch, and we're going to forget all about it. Because it's just not something we're capable of doing. We just can't make ourselves feel. We just don't have that peace back there. Someone stole it. See, it's all good and and well to say, love your enemy. But what do you do if you just can't make yourself feel those feelings toward that person? If you just can't dredge up those emotions? We invite us to look at this passage again. I'll put it up here so you can read it, um, or or you can read it um, um, in uh, in your Bible. And I just want you to read it slowly to yourself. And I just want you to take note of every part in this passage where Jesus talks about feeling, or when he says feel this way, or or when he talks about emotion. Okay. So let's, uh, let's read this silently together. Where does Jesus talk about feeling? Where does he say feel this way? Where does he talk about our emotions? I would submit to you it's not in there at all. At no point in this passage does Jesus say, I want you to feel ooey and gooey about your enemy. At no point in this passage does Jesus say, what I would really like you to do is just get lost in a daydream and Google your enemy's name and, and, and draw hearts around it. Right? Jesus doesn't say any of that. We've got a lot of concrete verbs, right? Do good, bless, pray, turn, give, do Right There's a lot of actions here, things you do, but there's not a lot about the way you feel. It's almost as if feeling isn't what Jesus is after here. It's almost as if action is what Jesus is after here. He doesn't say, feel unto others as you would have to feel about you. It says, do to others as you would have them do to you. It's about action. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about love, right? Love is an emotion, right? Like we feel love. Well, it can be. And it often is. uh, And stop me if you've heard this before. I I know we've talked about this, that in Greek there are different words for love. Love. And three of these words are based on feeling and emotion, right? There, there's this Greek word philo, which is uh, which is the the love of of, of a of a friend, right? The, you know, you love your friend, uh, and, and 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 because of your history together, because of your memories together, uh, um, uh, it, you have a good feeling about the people that you consider friends. Then there's this Greek word eros. It's about the love between a man and a woman. Right, like uh, like Percy Sledge said, when a man loves a woman, he can't keep his mind on nothing else. Right? That that that's certainly based on a feeling, in some way. Then there's this word "storge," which is the love of things familiar—coffee, uh, the front porch, the Cincinnati Reds, whatever it is for you. That it, it's it's something that you have have positive emotions about. But then there's this other word, this word called agape. And agape means unconditional love. And we say unconditional love like, you know, unconditional love without bounds, right? Uh, uh, but, But what I really want you to think about when you think about unconditional love is love without any reason, right? This is a love that's unconnected to feeling This is a love that has all to do with the character and behavior of the person doing the loving, right? Unconditional love says, I love you not because, you know, you necessarily give me the warm ooey gooey's. I love you not necessarily because um, I think you're a swell person. I love you because I'm a Christian. And as a Christian, I'm called to love you. So I love you in action. This is a love that's all about the doing, right? Agape is all about about a choice, a conscious decision made to act in loving ways to another person, whether they make you feel like it or not. That's agape. And that's the word Jesus is using here. Agape, your enemy. Make a decision to love them. He gives concrete advice if, 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 if you're worrying about, well, what does that mean? What does that look for? Jesus gives us concrete instructions here. He says, pray for your enemy, right? Lift them up in prayer. Bless them. Do good. You know, help them out in some way. You can still act in loving ways towards your enemy, even if they make you angry, just turn the other cheek. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the left one also. I think this one takes a little unpacking because this is one that's, that's kind of been used and abused uh, th- th- throughout the ages, right? Love, uh, uh, turning the other cheek doesn't mean, um, you know, uh, they that if someone is abusing their wife or their kids, that, that they've, just, they've just got to uh, uh, go limp and take it, right? It doesn't mean if someone comes into your house with a gun, you know, that you've just it, it got to not defend your family. That's not what it's talking about. In the ancient world, when you slap someone on the cheek, you are insulting them and you're challenging them to, challenging them to a fight, Right? What we might say today is if someone shoves you in the chest, right? Every cafeteria I've ever been in, that's how it gets started, right? Shove in the chest, shove back, and, and we're fighting. And Jesus is saying when someone starts to fight, it doesn't matter that they started it, and, and, and now you've got free license, and now you get to fight, right? You know, I, I know what that, that's what your papal said, but, but that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, when when, when someone shoves you, you're still the Christian, you're still the disciple. It's your job to de-escalate. It's your job to keep the fight from happening, to walk away. That's what we're talking about here. When your enemy tries to get you into a fight with them, in person, online. When they try to drag you into the mud, you don't go down there with them. It says, give to your enemies just like as you would to your family. Right? If you've got it and you can part with it and your enemy asks for it, treat them just like you would a member of your family, someone you feel the ooey-gooey about. Right? If I, he says, give um, uh, asking nothing in return. Here's the hands on the Bible truth, guys. If, if, if my dad showed up at my house tomorrow and said, All right, the bill's due, all the money I've ever lent you, I need it back now, I'd go into bankruptcy. I couldn't afford that bill. Because, you know, throughout my 20s, my dad helped me out of scrape after scrape after scrape. Kept the light bills on. Jesus says, give to your enemy that way. Expecting nothing in return. See, agape love is not something you feel. It's something you do. It's concrete, whether you're Feeling like it or not is about what you do. And agape love is the kind of love that Jesus has for us. It's not about how great we are. It's not because we we always uh, make him feel wonderful all the time. It's because of his character and who he is. He always acts lovingly towards us. I want to share with you a short little healing story that's found in the Gospel of Mark. I love this story. It's um, so in Mark, the first chapter, starting with verse 40. And it's this short little story, and, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you why I love this story. Okay? So um, it goes like this. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was moved with compassion. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Now, the translation we just read said Jesus was moved with compassion. If you looked up a different translation, it would probably say something different, right? Some translations say Jesus felt pity for him. Other translations say Jesus was indignant. Why are you bothering me? Other translations say Jesus was annoyed. Some translations say Jesus was angry. Which is it? How did Jesus feel when he was performing this miracle? The problem is, is that depending on which Greek, original Greek manuscript you go back to, it says something different. All of them have a different emotion for Jesus and the translators have to pick which manuscript they're gonna go with, what makes the most sense to them. See, we don't know how Jesus felt when he performed this miracle. We don't know if he was overwhelmed with a, a sense of compassion for this poor man's plight. We don't know if he was on his way to somewhere else and, and this man wouldn't leave him alone and he was annoyed. We don't know if, 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 if Jesus was, uh, was angry at, at, the, at the, the system of injustice that would put this poor leper onto the margins of society. We don't know any of that. We just know that Jesus that the leper came to Jesus and said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. Right? Jesus was willing. We don't know how he felt, but we know that he was willing. Thank God Jesus was willing. For me, thank God, Jesus was willing for us. Look, I don't know how Jesus felt when he was being whipped and mocked and spit on, and paraded through town like a like like, like a criminal. I'm sure there was some humiliation in there. I'm sure there was some anger. There's some grigging of the teeth in there. I'm sure he didn't feel ooey and gooey towards the people that were throwing things at him and hurling insults at him. But I don't know how he felt. I only know that he was willing. I only know that he turned the other cheek. I don't know how Jesus felt when they raised him up on that cross. And he looked down at all the people that had put him there, and he felt the spikes go through his wrists and the spikes go through his feet. I don't know how he felt. I'm guessing it was pain and torment and abandonment. I'm guessing there was some hurt and sorrow. All I know is that he was willing that he looked down at those people that he put him there. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He prayed for his enemies. He blessed those that were persecuting him. I don't know how Jesus felt when, 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 when he said, Father, into your hands I commend your spirit, and then gave up his last breath. I'm sure he felt tired. I'm sure there was some, 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 some agony, feeling of abandonment, brokenness. I only know that he was willing, that he gave up his life freely, expecting nothing in return. See, the gospel isn't about how Jesus felt. It's about what Jesus did. And discipleship is not how you and I feel. It's about what we do. Now here's a little secret. Sometimes when we act in loving ways towards our enemy, it changes the way way we feel. Right. Sometimes our, our 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 emotion is is is, is sort of uh, is sort of the caboose on the train, right? And 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 our action sort of drives it along and takes it down the track. And we find that when we pray for our, our enemy, and we find that when we when we when we we act in loving ways, when when, when we when 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 we are a generous with them, that something in our heart changes, something shifts, and, and, and our motion comes along for a ride. Sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there's just too much water under the bridge. Sometimes there's too much scar tissue. We've been hurt too bad. But it's not about what we feel. It's about are we willing? Are we going to take up our cross like Jesus did and are we going to follow him the whole way? There's a beautiful Um, poem that that was painted on the wall of the Sisters of Mercy uh, orphanage in Calcutta, India, where Mother Teresa served. She didn't write it, but she looked at this poem for inspiration. It's called Anyway. It goes like this. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. Let you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget about tomorrow. Do good anyway give the world the best you have and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, and the final analysis is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. See, it's not about how you feel. It's about making a decision to show concrete love. Anyway, it's a decision born of gratitude. We can love even them because Jesus loves